Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, in Knoxville Saturday, Alabama and Tennessee will take that fateful run from the south end zone when I set, where the Crimson Tide will enter with flags that spell the state of Alabama out. And Tennessee will run from the north end zone through the T. And that is the story, surprisingly, nationally this week. I think I've heard more. Tennessee talk this week on a national level than I ever have. And we'll get to that, but there's a lot going on in sports. This is Reckless Speculation. I'm Randall. That's Robbie. That's Brandon. How y'all doing? Robbie Davis, welcome in. Oh, doing fantastic, man. Got uh, one more day of work and then heading up to Knoxville, which we'll talk about later as you as you uh, led into the show with. Uh, I think I'm taking my – I've got a day to play with. I actually think I'm taking my Monday to recover. So um, I got to pick my daughter up Sunday. No day of recovery there. Monday may be my day of recovery. Brenda Chain, while you are a standby this week, uh, a lot of going on in sports in the area. Braves in the playoffs, Tennessee, Alabama, some, some big games throughout the country. We've got six or seven games that's going to, affect the playoffs yeah yeah definitely um now i'm looking forward to sitting back this week and and just being a a football fan of you know college and and also obviously nfl uh but it's a great time of year you got you got mlb playoffs you got you know college football heating up uh and and nfl as well so uh big big week in sports and looking forward to it for sure and fantasy football among this group of people. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking place, pretty, pretty good. Uh, eighth place is really right there where you need to be. Uh, the Braves get out of the bottom of the inning on a great catch by Swanson. They're in the six, zero, zero at the Phillies. Uh, let's um, let's kind of let the Braves sit there for a while. Let's see if we can get some resolution in this game. We'll come back to it a little bit uh, maybe when Rods joins us or this game ends because there's really nothing to talk about other than this is a must win for the Braves down one nothing. Uh, I will update you throughout the get day. Uh, if you're watching us, we'll have the Braves score. Hopefully you got the Braves on in the background, us in the foreground. So uh, we will come back to the Braves, everybody. Let's move ahead, though, to college football uh, and, and several games that we want to talk about. Uh, first, I want to stay in the South. And one of these teams have really fell out, Robbie Davis. Uh, Kentucky struggled the last two weeks, losing to South Carolina. But Mississippi State may be the hottest team in the SEC, and that's going a distance to say it. Since losing to LSU, Mississippi State is just slapping people. And you've got Kentucky, Mississippi State, can Mississippi State contend for that West? Can they can contend with the Alabamas of the world? Um, no, uh, they can't. But but that's t- not taking anything away from them. Look, Mike Leach has got them rolling right now, and at a level that kind of Dan Mullen left them at, showing you can win there. But 
as much as I love Leach and I, um, you know, advocated for, for Leach being hired several times at UT, um, there's always there. Yeah. There's always this inexplicable loss that he has. They've already lost LSU a, a game. They were up big on, I think they started 17, nothing just gave it away. And that's, you know, kind of because the stubbornness passed every play, not working the clock, even though college football, the clock lasts forever. Um, but I, I think Mississippi State wins um, this weekend at Kentucky, who has kind of gone injury prone and uh, kind of, you know, not necessarily sad from a Tennessee standpoint to see that. But, I mean, I never want anyone to get hurt. But it's good that Kentucky's lost some games. Um, but, but for Alabama – Mississippi State could contend, but Ole Miss, Alabama, um, is just a slight bit better than them. They may upset one, but uh, with that loss to LSU, they shouldn't have. I don't think. Um, I mean, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I'm sticking my answer. No, they're not. They're not contenders, but they're a threat. All right, guys. Uh, quickly, from our friend, people wondering, our our friend. Tom Sloan, who's usually with us, is out with the flu bug tonight. We want to wish Tom get well soon. Have him back next week. Uh, Brandon. He just didn't want to talk Michigan Penn State. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't send me a pick in here. Hey, uh, he didn't want to get uncomfortable with Harbaugh talk. <laughs> that Kentucky team is way different when Will Levis plays and when he doesn't. Them losing yeah. to South Carolina shows me a lot what they are without Will Levis. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's not looking like Will Levis is going to make this game uh, either. So that's that's another nod in in the direction of Mississippi State. Um, I, Mike Leach is one of my favorite college football coaches of just ever. Like I love his personality. Is just you know straight to the point, and he, he's probably the smartest guy in the room most of the time. Um, but he. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he he takes some big risks, and you know, um, it's going to be fun to watch. I I don't think Kentucky really has a, a shot here, um, especially without Levis, and and, and I, I just I don't see it now. Can they contend, uh, Mississippi State? I agree with Robbie. I rarely see them contending for the the conference championship there um it, it's it's definitely going to be bama in my opinion i think bama can come in as a one loss uh and that loss we'll get to later this this segment um which i'm Spoiler fully, alert. fully believing alert. in yeah yeah we'll go ahead and say that out there uh but now uh kentucky is they they're not impressive without levis and They've had some some tough losses lately. So. Well, let me let me throw this out here. If you're Will Levis, do you play again this year? I I think you do, Robbie, because Will Levis is not a guaranteed top ten pick. I still think he's got to put. That's uh, Todd Mache has him high up there. Mm. You let I, I think you still. I think you still got to show up this this season. I mean, you regardless of, of how your team's doing or finish, you got to you got to put some stats out there. I tell you honestly, and you you can bring that up all day. If I'm a coach and somebody shuts their season down in the middle of the year, 
uh, I don't draft them. That's not a competitor. That's not that's, a guy. That's not a guy I'm going to hook to my football team, and I want totally to my football team. Totally agree. Uh, 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 and, and don't don't want to jump ahead. But if I'm Bryce Young, do you play again this year? If you're playing for national championships and Heisman trophies, you play again, no doubt. And, and they don't I, they don't give you that money if you if you don't make it. Yeah, he's already getting money right now, so I, I think he's fine. He's getting a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's, he's gonna, gonna play fine. again. If you're not if if you're in that position and you're you're wanting to sit out, I mean. Like Randall said, I don't want you. Wait, doesn't Jamar? Wait, didn't Jamar Chase sit out and then he he got paid? So I mean, I wouldn't say that's universal. Hey, there's competitors and they're smart. Uh, You can. Let's try to speak different. Time out. Uh, Is he not playing? Yeah, Jamar Chase set out his senior or his junior year at LSU for COVID season. Yeah, but it's just not to get hurt. Yeah, but. They Bryce was probably hurt people. Bryce Young is doubtful. Yet. He's doubtful right now. And oh, Cedric Tillman's doubtful. Cedric Tillman. You don't need doubtful. Tillman the same way Bryce Young is needed. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we'll oh, get to that. Wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking. We'll we'll get there. Discipline. One man. Kershaw just got beamed in the elbow. How? Look good. Uh, they're coming out back. Kershaw just got out of second and third, one out, by the way, two strikeouts. He's been off. This, that was big. This changed the Braves' season. I mean, postseason. I, this does not look good for Ronald Acuna. Uh, he He's got hit in the elbow? Yes. He wants He's taking his pads off. He wants a spotlight, bro. He got shut out last year, and they still won it all, but they had the deadline to, to prepare for that. But he'll be fine. He's a tough dude. He's a little muscle. We'll, 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 we'll move on while we wait for this play out. Rod, uh, welcome aboard. You got anything on South Carolina? Uh, you got anything on Mississippi State, Kentucky? Is, uh, are the quarterbacks playing? Uh, Levis, Levis is out. Then no. All right. Nothing. <laughs> Game two to talk about. Our friend Tom uh, goes, goes ahead and throws out Go Big Blue. Oh, he also throws, throws out a lot of experts think that he's more NFL ready than the other big two. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see it, but Acuna is this does not look good. Rog, we'll start with you. Penn State, Michigan State. Uh, Penn State, Michigan, handicap that game a little bit for us. Well, I'm having computer issues. I was actually ready for baseball. Uh, We're going to skip back. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, I think Michigan with McCarthy, I've said this before, is just a different team, and it makes them able to compete with the other big boys. Um, And I'll throw in Tennessee in there because if they face right now, I'd take Tennessee uh, despite the defensive issues. Um, McCarthy just changes that game, and Penn State is relatively untested. untested. I'm not a believer in – I can't even think right now. Um, What's his name, the quarterback? I know his name. Clifford. Clifford. Yeah. Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford. Yeah. I'm not a believer in him at all, but Singleton, Nicholas Singleton looks unbelievable. Uh, however, Michigan stops a run as well as anybody in the country. Uh, with JJ McCarthy, I'm all Michigan. I think uh, Penn State's toughest game was at Auburn. And as you guys know and say consistently, Auburn is not 
really Auburn, or maybe they are Auburn with Brian Harson. So I'm all Michigan in this. All right. Uh, it appears that Acuna is done. Um, it, it does not look. Yeah, it, it appears his elbow is disjointed, at, and they will be removing him to the game. They're manipulating his elbow, and it appears that he Uh-oh. is. Do you see that? He One just a crack, a slight fracture. Yeah, he just waved them off. I believe they were wanting to take him out of the game, and it's going, going to hurt. So I don't know if he's being a drama queen because the way they push back on that elbow, you're done. You can't yeah. play, you can't swing the bat. So maybe he's just being a 20-year-old or 21-year-old, whatever the sensational freak of nature is. Yeah, that looks awful, though. All it right, did, go. but come on, tough it out, bro. Michigan, Penn State, Brandon, what do you got? Ooh, inside of the elbow. Yeah. This oh. – um, yeah. I'm I'm leaning slightly Michigan here uh, for the win. I, so overall consensus, I think Penn State covers. I think Michigan wins. Um, Michigan, their offense is ranked like 98th in the country right now. Um, it, it's not great. They haven't played, you know, anybody of of merit at this point. I mean, Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn, Maryland, Iowa, Indiana. Um, it is five of the six last teams that they've played have been ranked 98 in the offense. Uh, I just – I think it's going to come down, you know, to being able to stop the run with Penn State because when Sean Clifford throws the ball – for 29 passes or fewer, he is 17-1. and one. When he throws the ball 39 times or more, he's 1-5. and five. Uh, So it's going to come down to the run. Uh, Michigan's run defense is ranked number six in the country. So that's going to be the battle. It's between the trenches. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I think Michigan gets the nod on the W, and I think Penn State will cover the seven. All right, Robbie Davis, what do you got on this game? This is just an odd one to me, not because of the matchups or the like anything about the stats. It's an odd one because you listen to the radio and you would think both these guys are on the hot seat. And it's you like would. they're ranked five and ten. They're both undefeated. And it's like both fan bases are unhappy, but they're successful. Michigan went to the playoffs last year, like this is just a weird feeling. I think it's going to be a high stress environment because, like, the, the as much as you try to t- tune out the news, you kids don't, and they hear it. And so, um, I think there's more press, pressure on James Franklin actually that right now, even though he's on the road and he's got a lesser ranked team. But I think he needs to be close. I think a close loss is okay. Uh, a blowout, I think, is bad for him. But the stats are eerie similar. Um, Michigan runs the ball better, um, but the passing is about the same. The receiving is about the same. I believe had receivers, points per game. Everything's eerie similar. Um, and, and I think Penn State's Woo-hoo! played a slight harder schedule. So I'm looking forward to this one. This will be a great noon game to watch. Um 
to get to get the day started. Uh, Robbie, I think you made a good parallel. Um, I think if I'm handicapping this game, it feels the same as Tennessee, Alabama. And, and I think if for Penn State or Tennessee to get blown out of this game, it kind of uh, – it, it will tarnish uh, what has been a nice run. So I think for Penn State, it's a big game. And I expect Penn State to play well. When? Uh, I don't know. But I think Penn State plays well. Um, I, too. I, I think Brandon may be on the uh, nugget when he said Michigan wins – Penn State covers. I, I seem to like that, too. Um, let's move on uh, and get through these last couple of college games. Robbie, let's talk about TCU-Oklahoma State, which I think is a fantastic football game. Uh, I agree. I think those are two exciting programs. Um, look, for all of us saying the Big 12 was dead, and me including that, um Baylor, TCU, um, not that Kansas is going to be a staying power, but they've at least brought some excitement. But, yeah, this is another 9 or 8-13 game, both teams undefeated. Um, Not sure why. um, I mean, I guess it's ABC and CBS, but I think ESPN should have put them in a different slot against what game day is going to be leading – hyping the whole time. It's kind of a weird programming thing. Uh, so I don't think a lot of people are going to watch this game um, comparative, but yeah, like they literally average the same points per game, um, wide open offenses. Gundy has got the boys rolling. Like it's going to be good. It's, you know, at TCU, the spreads TCU minus four. I think I like Oklahoma stay on the road on this one. Um, but this 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 could be a shootout and a really fun game to watch. Uh, not sadly, but I will be at Neyland Stadium. I won't see this game, but I will check it out on the after show. I am planning on – you can't help but see the score at Neyland Stadium, but I am going to DVR that game because I think it's worth a watch post if it's anything like I think it's going to be. Brandon, handicap cap it. Um, I, I, I'll tell you guys – I'm kind of leaning to TCU when I get to my chance. Uh, are you Oklahoma State or TCU, Robbie? And then we'll go to Brandon. Um, straight up with the points. Straight up. Straight up, I think TCU wins a very, very close one. Four, I think, is too much. I, I agree with you. Brandon. Yeah, so, look, TCU's ranked 93rd or 93 in uh, defense in the country and Oklahoma state's 104th. This is going to be a track meet. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be big chunk plays. Uh, and I think the biggest deciding factor is stopping momentum. Now, you know, whether you have eight, 12, 15 yard progression plays to keep the ball moving, it's going to be the sacks or interception that really decides the difference in this game. Uh, it, the over under 68, I like the over here. Uh, I know that seems seems high, and they're probably wanting you to take that under. Um, I like the over in this just because of their defensive. Uh, yeah, both teams average 46 points. That yeah. seems low. This seems really low to me. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of – I'm kind of wanting to say Okie State pulls an upset here. Um, 
I, I like I like their position right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call Okie State for the upset. Um, and it's gonna be over sixty-eight. All right. Uh, let's swing over. Let me unmute my friend Rod. Uh, the Braves just got a run off of uh, a Matt Olson single, first and third, two outs in the sixth inning. Now up one nothing on the Phillies. Go ahead, Rog. Oh no, I was just saying you're so much more professional than I. I saw your face, but I hear Stephanie in the room go, "Yeah!" clapping her hands. My wife, who loves the Braves more than anything, well, other than her kid. Uh, by the way, Josh, where do you where do you rank on that hierarchy? Like the, um, there's the dog, the cat, like two dogs, the, the, no the cat. plate. The cat, the cat died, so it's still ahead of me, but barely. Yeah. I gained on him, and then her parents, uh, and then my niece and nephew, and then most of my friends. I'm probably like 11. That's no joke. Uh, yeah. Last night I had not uh, had beverages in a while. Playoffs start, and I just felt like butt all day. But I was on fire. I was loud, so she didn't sleep much. And uh, I think I fell below. Uh, is, is that uh, why yeah, you're the, in the cardboard box? <laughs> pretty much. That was Kieran's art, by the way. That's my art. That's my set. Uh, this is his doghouse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, doghouse wall art right there. I made a, a joke once that, like, Randall probably, I mean, you guys would get it. You know, Chicago and Peter Cetera. I was like, I wish I sounded like that guy when I was in the doghouse. Like, yes, nobody I, can do that I, voice, but. Man, I would get out of the doghouse so much. What happened? Braves uh, score another run on a top roller that doesn't even make it halfway to the first, third base. You're a little ahead of me on YouTube. I'm uh, I'm direct TV, so I heard Stephanie after you gave the recap go, yeah. But you need the ball to bounce your way, dude. It's very true in every sport, especially playoff baseball. But especially uh, playoff baseball. Uh, TCU game. Um, I'm torn because Oklahoma State is notorious. Under Gundy, I'm a man for um, basically not showing up, but still winning when they need to. Like their defense seems to give up 58 and they score like 59 at home. Uh, But on the road, they've only played once and they went to Baylor and they shut them down. I love TCU at home, but I'm with Chain, dude. I'm I'm going Oklahoma State or whoever said Oklahoma State. Um, Yeah. You know, I think Spencer Sanders is a better quarterback than Duggan. I know he can do a lot, but or Dugan, excuse me, and uh, they just have more weapons. So they've only had one road game. But, again, that was at Baylor, and they held him 25, which is pretty damn good. Uh, so I am Oklahoma State. While we're there, uh, Rods, let's go ahead and jump uh, up to USC Utah and, and let you handy that. we go back to baseball real fast. I this is almost a must win for Utah um, and, and on the road for USC. Um, it, it, it's, it can be a trap here because Utah loses this game. Hopes of the Pac-12 is gone. Uh, this would be their third loss. It, it, after falling to UCLA kind of in a shocker last week. Um, what I mean, I still think USC is a better football team. It is a little bit of a scary trip for them. Yeah, I'm really torn on this game in the sense that Rice Eccles is the SEC environment of everywhere mm-hmm. on the side of the Mississippi. It's insane. It's loud. They always put USC at night. Usually it's a Friday night. And under Helton, they manage to compete. 
which was baffling. Uh, now we have a real coach, and they don't do dumb things, and they don't have these horrible penalties, and they don't have turnovers and critical spots, which Utah under Whittingham or Willingham's notorious for. And against UCLA, they did that. They fumbled, rising fumbled on the goal line. They had, like, he threw a pick. Just stuff that doesn't happen with that team. And I expect them to clean it up. I really do. UCLA is actually tough at home. And Utah lost a lot, especially in the middle of their defense. Devin Lloyd, they lost uh, one or two tackles. Um, Their best players are on the outside. And uh, namely Clark, uh, dude, I'm blanking tonight. Phillips, Phillips III, uh, the cornerback, who should be a first-round pick. But UCLA spread him out, and DTR, who's been there eight years, um, Kieran, sorry, I have an eight-year-old who's pumped after the Muncie home run, and he's a lunatic <laughs> also. But uh, D- they spread him out. DTR, another four TDs, and Charbonnet, the Michigan transfer, uh, 220 pounds of downhill. He had a, almost 200 yards, 198, and they couldn't stop the run. So transition would be to Travis Dye, the Oregon transfer, who is one of the best back all around backs in the country. Mm-hmm. I'm on delay. Uh, Darno's still up. Stephanie. Up yeah, I heard her now. <laughs> I hear go, go, go. I don't know. She, she thinks every Braves runner, by the way, is Sid Bream. And like everybody's running in slow motion. So she's always like where the guy stands like no throw and he walks in. She's like, go, 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 go. To Stephanie's point, this was Matt Olson running. So he gets home from second on a DeNaro signal single to make it three nothing. And yes, he looked like Sid Bream running. Go ahead. If you're gonna do that to us, then come out here, because Kieran and I are big Dodger fans. She came out here in her PJs in the chop. Get on camera. She's like mortified to be on camera. But anyways, um so Travis Dye does everything, pass, catches the ball, yak. One of the best blocking running backs I've ever seen. Oregon top five all-time touchdown list. And he runs the ball um, really well. So, believe it or not, because of the USC, I think every, th- every time they're going to lose and the shoe's going to fall off, they're going to – Cam Rising in Utah is going to respond. They're going to have Tavion Thomas, their monster back, uh, who is built the same way as Ty Jordan, rest in peace, the 19-year-old yes. who was the Pac-10 – Offensive player of the year, I believe, and the rookie of the year who was shot and killed in inadvertent bullet at 19 years old. Um, Tavion Thomas is built like that. He's a monster. And so SC is a bend but don't break defense, kind of like Tennessee. They're getting better. Their secondary is very good. So, and Utah's receivers are not great. Um, they're kind of Utah 1990 in little Hawaiian dudes that are like four feet tall. Long story short, I'm going SC. Um, everybody's been dropping eight against Caleb Williams in this offense. People forget Caleb Williams. This is his like 13th game of all time. Sixth and U- seventh in USC. He's been rusty, but he doesn't make mistakes and he doesn't get sacked. I mean, he's still got 1,600 yards and 14 TDs to one pick. Um, but most importantly, the third down conversions are just lights out. He doesn't get flustered. So for those reasons, I'm actually leaning USC. Uh, it's been at three and a half all week. I expect Vegas, uh, with the public, you know, scared to to go USC's way on Saturday. Um, so I'm going USC, and I think that uh, SC will win a close one due to 
the lack of turnovers, hopefully, and uh, just senior leadership and the ability uh, in all three phases. Well, the special team sucks, but uh, all two phases. And uh, uh, I think they, I think they pull it out. All right. Don't laugh at my prediction up until Utah lost UCLA. I was going to pick USC something about losing a football game and then playing a rival. I agree. So I just think that's a trap situation for SC. I think SC should win, but I think that's a trap situation. It doesn't surprise me. If you, especially I'd like them to cover. I don't know if they get the straight up win, Brandon. Yeah, man. So Utah is so good at home. It's so hard to, to play them there. Um, I think the last game they lost at home, maybe been in 2020. And I, was it, it may have even been to USC. It uh, was. And that Utah team was, it was before Cam rising. Um, that, I think Charlie Brewer started that game and uh, yeah, they were ugly. Yeah. They t- turned over to Randall's point. You won't see two back-to-back games with turnovers and mistakes, but sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. I, it's just, like I said, they've been so good at home. It, it's really, really hard to, not take them, um, especially like Randall's point with with them being a little butt hurt after that UCLA loss. Uh, you know they they were our favorites preseason to win the Pac-12, yeah. <laughs> and you know that kind of punch in the face in Florida, which is Florida's actually gotten worse since that game. Um, it's hard. I want to lean USC so bad just just because I I don't think Utah is as good as we thought they were this year. Um, but, man, it's really hard for me to go against them at home. Personally, I'm staying away from this entire game. But if you're a complete degenerate and need to bet on something, I would, uh, I would take USC plus three and a half. There is no better introduction to Robbie Davis there. <laughs> Well done. Yeah. Yes. This this spread has trap all over it. They want you to take USC, and uh, the 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 higher ranked team getting points. Look, you no disrespect to Oregon. Oregon is loud and it's rowdy. Utah is the toughest place to play in the Pac-12, and especially at night. In the altitude, it's going to get a little chilly. I was going at 66. That weather will drop as it gets it, it, the night uh, presses on. Um, this is this is a Vegas special. Um, this, this 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 is a loss. USC can absorb though and still have the Pac-12 in its uh, in its sights. But yeah, no, I'm taking Utah, and I, I'll take the points. All right, quickly, guys, and I, not not to break it down too much, just because we want to get back to baseball and we're going to leave plenty of <clears throat> Alabama. Does Syracuse undefeated have a chance with North Carolina State, or has this been? If you've looked at that Syracuse schedule, it's 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 a joke. Uh, outside the win over Purdue, I think it's pretty weak. Syracuse, North Carolina State. Anybody anybody making a case for Syracuse? Yes. Okay, go I ahead. Like, I like Syracuse. And Devin Leary has appeared to be out at this point, uh, NC State's quarterback. So that's, uh, you know, and they're they're on the road here. Um, 
I, I like Syracuse in this situation. I mean, there's a reason Vegas has them at, at three and a half point favorites. Uh, even though they're, they're ranked a little bit lower than NC State. I mean, 18 versus 15 here. So I, I do like Syracuse to win in this situation. If Devin Leary somehow plays, I will retract that. But with him out, I'm, I'm on Syracuse. Yeah, I can't believe Syracuse is ranked, and I can't Raj. believe they changed Raj, the name. Of... Unmute yourself. I can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. There we go, Roger. To your, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Now. To your point, uh, they last real loss was 2019 because 20 was the COVID year where USC was like five and one with Dum Dum. Um, before that, they had one loss in. Uh, yeah, it looks like one loss in 2018. Like they average half a loss a year over the last like seven years. Uh oh, Ding Dong hit a double. That's Machado. It's two to two, LA and San Diego. Are you talking about Syracuse? No, Utah. Oh, Bad. um, yeah. I also agree with with what you just said. I kind of heard that, and my brain transitioned because Kershaw's not Kershaw, and it's kicking us off. Sean Tucker is Sean Tucker. Interesting enough, uh, if most people don't know him, you should know him. He's one of the best backs all around in the country. Uh, but I don't see it with Syracuse. I think they've kind of slipped their way up. Uh, their only road game was against Connecticut at Connecticut. Other than that, they got a mistake-prone Louisville, which is pretty much every game. Uh, they did beat Purdue in – I'm not a Purdue believer. Some people like Oh, them. my God. They beat Purdue. Hold the phone. Exactly. Everyone, stop the presses. If you beat Purdue, championship. Exactly. People were like, ah, oh, Purdue looks good. They could have lost one. The quarterback – I mean, he looks like Neil O'Donnell to me. He's like 40 and doesn't do anything great. Um, so, long story short, I'll take NC State. I, I know it's at home, but NC State's got speed. Uh, they're very undisciplined, though, and we haven't seen the NC State that we thought we would see. Um, their best win being, uh, I guess, Florida State, and they got lucky as heck that game. Um, they beat Texas Tech at home also, but I think this will be an ugly game that I will not watch, and uh, I'm leaning NC State with, uh, my apologies, the spread being, what was it again? Three and a half. Three and a half, Syracuse. Yeah, I'll definitely go NC State on that. I'm on a money line, NC State. Robbie Davis. Uh, yeah, I mean, ever since they changed the Carrier Dome to the JMA Wireless Dome, really fell off on liking ACC football. Um, don't, I mean, um, yeah, give me a coin flip. I mean, NC State, they lost to Clemson by 10. Syracuse has played. No one except for the mighty Boilermakers. Um, I would – that – NC State's win over Texas Tech kind of impresses me. So, I'll take them on the road. Um, don't know how close that, that Clemson-NC State game actually was. But, yeah, I mean, it's ACC football. It's, it's are you silly. You guys are both still taking them with their starting quarterback out? I don't know who Leary's the quarterback not is. Devin Leary's not playing? Leary's out. Oh, uh, well. Oh, boy. I, I'm so sorry. Usually I'm on top of everything, and no. <laughs> I 
Do you know who their backup uh, is? Okay, so he's uh, doubtful. He's doubtful uh, right now. Jack That's his Chambers, injury report. But, yeah, sorry, Jack exactly. Chambers, they played all three quarterbacks. Could be Jack Bauer. It's not going to matter. So, yeah, this, 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 this is not a follow our bet segment, just to clarify for our viewers. I'm just I saying, don't know who I, any of these teams are. I'm, that's why I'm on Chambers, Syracuse. Because, Chambers is a different type of quarterback. A kid from Georgia. He's little. 5'10", 180, Doug Flutie. Uh, so it's going to be a different offense, and they've got a week to prepare. Uh, he's who who coaches Syracuse? Oh, I mean, uh, is it Chambers. Dino Neighbors? Yes, still. Yes, it yeah. is. It is. I don't know why I said Doug Moran. But yeah. yes, um, yeah. I am a very important. It's a trap game. Go ahead. Sorry. It, this is this is vital. I've been to the Carrier Dome. They didn't have oh. an air when it was Carrier Dome. Yeah, now, that's what made it funny. It, now they're the Jason <laughs> Wireless. Yeah, that's what made it awesome. It's they, they didn't have air conditioning. Sponsored by Carrier. Yeah. Yeah, that's what made it great. Now that, they, that's that's Train's on. greatest commercial. Now yeah. they Wireless Dome, and they don't have Wi-Fi. So that makes yeah. North Carolina State no matter what. I'm seeing the parody here. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Now, go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to go now. All right, Rog. Um, we saved this for you, um, and, and I will chip in, and the other guys I'm sure will have a little something to say. Why don't you take uh, one minute on the on the what's currently uh, each of the series in baseball and how they got there and just – Catch us up to date on baseball, uh, and we'll we'll kind of go around the horn if anybody's got anything to add after you do that. Okay. Um, I'll start with the Braves. And ironically, Max Freed is the same with Verlander in game one, not in this game. Yeah. Um, it Freed was the same as Verlander. Um, you know, Verlander gave up six runs in four innings. Freed gave up, what, four runs in – what, three innings? Uh, sorry, six runs as well, but four were earned. Um, these are two aces. Uh, Verlander, put this in perspective, gave up six runs in all of September and four runs in all of August. Welcome to playoff baseball. Being said, the Braves battled back, and that was huge. It was torture, losing by one, uh, with Olsen hitting a two-run homer, the final being seven to six. But there were a lot of positives. Uh, for the Braves, it was the bullpen. They went four innings with two hit ball. And that's what builds winners. And they've been there before, and they don't need to worry because I predicted them to come out today and basically shut down Philly and with pitching and defense, and that's what they're doing. Um, to the Houston series, uh, Scott Service, their manager, made a controversial decision. His closer, uh, Sewold, was – he'd already given up two runs, but Service went to Robbie Ray, a starter, who had his best years in Arizona. Great name. In Toronto. Great game. He went to Robbie Ray to face Jordan Alvarez, who is another great probably the name. best. Uh, another, like one of the best uh, all-around hitters in the league. And Ray went two pitches, both fastballs, ninety-four outside, and then ninety-three wheelhouse. Uh, when you're old and you throw a fastball lefty to lefty, uh, so I should say that surveys went matchup lefty to lefty, which it's when you do that automatically, I think it's silly. But um, 
I didn't know what he was trying to do. Is he trying to blow one by him or something? Again, with the fastball, you have no margin for error, and he missed twice. And uh, Alvarez with uh, was seven to three in the eighth, ended up being seven to six, and Alvarez went yak, uh, two outs, bottom of the nine, two strikes or one strike. Sorry, it was just a bomb, no doubter. So they're done. Uh, again, pay your dues. Seattle has not yet. With the Yankees, it was Garrett Cole, six innings, uh, four hit ball, one run, done. End of story. Uh, their bullpen was also much better than they've been. Uh, with the Dodgers, finally, uh, it was 5 nothing. They started to coast. They are going closer by committee with uh, the former Atlanta Brave, Craig Kimbrell, being left off the roster. Dodger bullpen uh, went, what, four innings with uh, two or three hit ball, one or two walks. They were sensational. Right now, this game is 2-2, two to two, uh, the Dodgers and uh, Padres with Kershaw. Either he has it or he doesn't on his slider and his 12-6 to six curve, and he doesn't tonight. Uh, Dodgers have two solo home runs off Darvish, but first and second, one out last inning. Kershaw struck out two. First and second, zero outs this inning. Padres have already scored. Uh, Kershaw struck out one. He's got 0-2 to Cronenworth on my TV right now, which is eight hours behind. Um, so most of the games are going according – the series are according to script, except for the Braves – but that's going to be righted uh, tonight. And uh, Braves win tonight, they win the series. So the favorites should all advance. Roger, sure. I, I want to make a point. I said it early when we came on. Tonight was must win for the Braves. There's no way you go down 0-2 at home and have a chance in this series. And the amazing, he's not going to win the Cy Young. He's not – I don't even know if he finishes in top five. Uh, your boy's been lights out. Oh, Goes six, All right. six innings shutout tonight. Really probably gives the Braves the biggest bailout of the year. Still playing without Ozzy Albies, who's active, and still playing without Spencer Strider, who is active. But They're on the re- playoff roster? They both are? Yes. Oh, you, whoa. You really <clears throat> through this, this series and hope they're back. Uh, the lead. You said you hadn't watched a lot of playoff baseball so far, but – at what point will you pick it up? The National League Championship Series, or are you saying no? Me? I oh, it's sorry. It, it's not for lack of wanting to. I've just been occupied with other things. Um, it's obviously not at the top of the list because I'm I'm a casual baseball fan. But once it starts getting down to it, I, I really do pick it up. I always watch World Series for sure, um, and then you know I'll start watching probably this week here uh, for sure. But no, I mean it's 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 the MLB playoffs. It always comes down to pitching and bullpens, and you know the Braves have that right now. They're they they have one of the deepest bullpens, um, and they were the best D in in the National League. So I I almost forecast a rematch here between uh, Braves Dodgers uh, going on. So. Um, We'll see see what happens. Uh, I think the only I think the favorites win, but I think the only series that could potentially go to five games uh, would be the the <laughs> Guardians and the Yankees. Um, that I think that'll be a little closer than, than some of these other series. Robbie, I got a couple of questions for you. One yeah. of the alternative starts <laughs> LB has been doing. The Braves had a one o'clock start, a four o'clock start. Uh, they're not in prime time. They're day baseball. And two, 
Uh, where do the Braves Dodgers rivalry rank in sports right now? Um, so first of all, call me old fashioned, but I like the one game playoff, the wild card playoff, this okay. best of three. I, I don't like it. Um, and then so where my thoughts are on the one o'clock games, it just makes it tough for fans to watch. Like, in, unless you have a day off, or you're working from home, or you um, have planned for that. And in, in, in this kind of scenario, I guess it's mapped out a month in advance or whatever. I guess people take days off. But a lot of people can't just take days off at random, or they can't plan days in October if they've already used their vacation. So... And Tom's told me something about Midwest weather and like um, doesn't make any sense to me because last time I checked, the Braves are in Atlanta and they're playing at one. So Midwest weather doesn't make sense to me. Um, And then the West Coast teams, the Dodgers and the Padres never have weather concerns. I get – I've talked about the schedule on baseball – Hundreds of times, so I'm not going to go into that there. Um, the uh, what was the second part of the question? What do you think? Where does the Braves Dodgers rivalry now rank in the world of sports? The Braves are back, uh, back to the fence. Uh, it, I think it's a in rivalry in sports. I, I think it may be the second best baseball rivalry currently going behind the Yankees and the Red Sox. Is that even going right now? Red Sox. It's not- so it, yeah, it's the Braves Dodgers. But, um, but that, but yeah, I'm not. That's not the best, second best in sports or the top ten in sports. No, I don't think. Saying, oh, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're biased, but the stake the stakes are always high with these teams. They end up meeting in the playoffs, right? The yeah, almost every time. Both yeah, but I mean, I mean, I mean, even even similarly built. Even even down years. Lakers, Dodgers, Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Redskins, um, just the Cubs, Cardinals. Um, I mean, just to think of some of them. And then in sports, you know, college sports too. I mean, there's a bunch of – Now, I, it's I think – actually the, the Commanders. Currently. Not, currently. not Redskins, Commanders. Did I think yeah. Redskins? Yeah, so he said, yeah, right. well, nobody's watching. Well, one, Redskins. I, I hate that they're, I, I mean, football they team. They should have just, just been the Washington football team. <laughs> and Cleveland should be the Cleveland baseball team. That yeah. would have been cool, too. Agreed. Uh, but no, the Dodgers, uh, Atlanta's get your, it's, it, it is, it's got the coastal, I guess, of the, Boston, LA feel. And so you got the East Coast, West Coast, and kind of these colliding cultures, if you will. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can see it being, you know, if they meet again this year. I think. And then the, the trade with Freeman kind of anteed up things. A lot of storylines and their old NL West rivals, how Atlanta yeah. was in the National League I West. It is exactly. but For they were. Hey, it's, and it, it, yeah. It's a similar feel to the Lakers Celtics. Uh, two of the better franchises basically playing for championships every year. That's that. I don't think it's the Lakers Celtics of the eighties. And the the Dodgers building by money and the Braves building by 
GM. Money yeah, Moneyball kind of. They Break. did. They did do it with Betts and Freeman, but most of the roster is uh, through the Dodger organization or cast-offs. Um, so the Braves GM, Anthopolis, is a disciple of Andrew Friedman. They're very similarly built organizations set up for the future. Uh, the Braves are better long-term right now, but I think they're both – that adds to, to the, the mystique of the series, in my opinion. They, 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 I mean, be, they will probably be competing for the next decade. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, they're very similarly built, actually. I think there's a little cultural bias or cultural clash to them the way they're built. The Braves are a very Latin, uh, Central American built organization. The Dodgers uh, are more uh, built off of that what what I call the 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 American college baseball system. So it's 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 a little bit different, you know, but it's similar. The, Point the, real quick: the Braves international scouting became different with Anthopolis. The Dodgers were the first to set up academies in Latin American countries, good or bad, depending on your political views. Um, they've notoriously had discovered Latin American players. Uh, unfortunately, with Anthopolis, the Braves have taken off, stolen all of our thunder. You're right. They're exceptionally built with Latin, young Latin American talent. Um, but that was also an anthopolis uh, Friedman deal right there. Again, another storyline. Uh, granted, storylines built more so for people like Randall and I, um, yes. who it, it's for those that love baseball and love the Dodgers and Braves. You know, our biggest rivals, the Giants. But um, and I think our right big, now it's the Braves. I mean, it is the Braves. I think uh, the Dodgers Braves ex- exudes the Braves Mets right now, and the Mets would be our equivalent to the Giants. But. Well, no, but it, it is so similar to the Lakers and the Celtics of the 80s. It was like, look, you're playing the teams you're playing. So the Dodgers are playing the Padres, the Giants. Right. And, but, and, but they're keeping an eye on what's going on in the East Coast, and the Braves are playing the Mets, the Phillies, the Nationals, and like, but what are they doing? And like, yep. so it uh, does parallel. All mm-hmm. right, guys, I want to jump to the NFL for just five minutes because I think there's – there's two games that we need to talk about real fast, and we'll talk about them in the group. Really, this is the definition of the AFC West, in my opinion. This weekend is some huge matchups in the West. First of all, the Chiefs gets the Bills, and then the Chargers play the Broncos. And I think one of those teams writes their ships. Uh, and I think the other matchup really defines who's – who who's going to run the AFC? Where's the Super Bowl going to run through? Kansas City or Buffalo? So take those two games and uh, break them down just a little bit for us. Uh, Robbie, we'll start with you. Um, yeah. So starting off with Buffalo, Kansas City. Well, one, I can't believe Kansas City's a underdog at home. That's very surprising. Um, man, Kelsey put on a show this weekend. Um, Probably the most unstoppable player now in football. Paid me overtook Tyreek Hill is that. Um, Kansas City has not missed a beat. They're averaging the same points as last year. Um, but Buffalo's a machine. This is uh, this is a. I think this is this is this the Sunday night game, the Monday night game. But this is this is a drop. Three twenty-five on Sunday. Yeah, this uh, so this is a get off the red zone. Watch this game. Must see. I'm actually happy the Titans are going to buy this week. 
So full red zone all day until this game. Turn this one on. Um, yes, it's just the best of the best on the on this game. And I'm looking forward to it. I think KC at home wins, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. The other game, the Chargers and Denver. I can't remember Bill Parcells exactly that quote. Um, but it is it's something along this line is don't let your perceived bias get in the way of what you're looking at. We want the Chargers to be good. We want Russell Wilson to be good. It could just happen that both of them have fallen off the radar now. And so we keep thinking they're good, but they may not. So which one rides the ship? That's not equivalent to which one wins. One of them has to win, but unless one of them looks really good, they're not going to ride the ship. Denver has shown me nothing that shows they're going to ride the ship. The Chargers have shown some flashes getting ahead and then losing, and their coach is an arrogant – I don't know him, but he seems like an arrogant little guy, or he could be tall, an arrogant guy. He's trying to play Madden out there. Well, there's a reason why people that play Madden don't coach football because going for it on every fourth down does not make statistical sense. And these algorithms they run don't take into account players' tiredness, who they're matched up with. It's just these stupid algorithms. So um, long story short, um, I don't think L.A. or Denver gets right this week. I think it's just someone's going to win, someone's going to lose, and they've still got an uphill battle to get right. And then Buffalo KC, yeah, excited to see. Uh, I think it will be a rematch in the AFC Championship, regardless of who wins, but it's jockeying for position. But neither the AFC East now or the AFC West seems a lot difficult. So it's going to be – I think they're going to be the one and two seeds. Sounds good. Uh, I I think you're right. I, I think the team that loses is maybe done. Uh, I don't think one gets right, but the one that loses may be done. Brandon, yeah, that's fair. Brandon, um, run us down that two games. All right, Chiefs Bills. Um, this is this is definitely must see TV for sure. Uh, especially after the the coin flip last year and all that went down. You don't think Josh Allen has a chip on his shoulder uh, for this game? I, I know it's still in season, but it. What? He, I'm sorry. Anybody that's got a TV, flip to the Braves right now. You've got to see the catch that Austin Riley just made. Go ahead, Brandon. No. So uh, I just said, holy sh. After that catch. So the, uh, the Chiefs are tied for the most receiving touchdowns in the NFL right now, which, which is 12. Um, oh. And look, this Bills Dang. offense has two dudes uh, in Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. And they're going to probably double Stephon Gibbs and try and shut him down. But but you saw what Gabe Davis did last week. Um, the biggest difference I see in this game versus, you know, Chiefs versus Raiders, which we just recently watched. All right. So Raiders, when, when they're blitzing and running pass rush, and they got to the quarterback and disturbed. Patrick Mahomes, he's just, you know, he's a magician back there. He runs around and, and gets gets crazy. But 
the biggest difference is they were running man-to-man defense at, at a lot of those times on the blitz. Buffalo doesn't run a lot of man-to-man. They run a lot of cover one and cover two. And this is where you're going to see Mahomes struggle to find that, that guy. I mean, you can run in the NFL man-to-man defense three or four seconds. I mean, any longer than that, the, the wide receiver is going to get open. Like, it's just inevitable. Uh, these guys are just too good. Uh, when, when you shut that down and keep everything in space, you're not going to see these big chunk plays like Travis Kelsey had. Uh, I, I really like the Bills here on this one. Um, I do. I, I think Mahomes is is fantastic, best quarterback in the NFL. But the Bills with the addition of Von Miller, uh, you know, AJ Epines. Epinesa, uh, screw his name up, I'm sure. Um, no, and I think you nailed it. Da- Daquan Jones. I mean, this pass rush is lethal, and and it's it's pretty deadly in the secondary as well. So I, I really like the Bills here on this one. Um, Chargers, Broncos. How After watching that Thursday night game against – the Broncos and Colts it might have been the worst NFL game in history I've ever watched. I, I lost three and a half hours of my life that I can okay. never get back. It was the worst game ever. Worst. Both quarter Russell Wilson. A- Amazon awful. should call and want their money back for what they're Everyone paying. Everyone should get a free month of Amazon Prime because of that game, having to watch That's... that. Game. Like it is uh... just, it was so terrible. Uh, Russell Wilson is falling off, dude. I don't I have no belief in him whatsoever. He looks completely uh, disinterested, like uninterested. Like he's just not even connected to the team. He's over on the sidelines smiling. There's a meme going around like his receiver or somebody was looking at him and he's over here just like chewing bubble gum and like taking a shot of Gatorade. Like just not a, not a care in the world. Uh, I don't like I don't like his position in the Broncos. Now, the Broncos defense and pass run defense Rush defense is really good, but um, you know you got to contain Austin Eckler here, and we saw what he did last week, and he he killed it. And uh, we could potentially see Keenan Allen back as well. Then you got him and Mike Williams to deal with. I really like uh, the Chargers in this position. Um, I I think four and a half is too low personally. I think Chargers win by ten. All right, uh, Rog, uh, got got a couple minutes, and we'll move on to Tennessee, Alabama. You see, I mean, I'm going to give you my picks right now. I think the Chargers do get healthy, and I think the Chargers become. Uh, I think by game 17, the Chargers are are there, and potentially a playoff team. I like the Chiefs at home catching points. I can't help it. That's just sure. my. Go ahead, uh, Rog. Uh, first of all, I just wrote my hand was in there. Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, keep it short as well, which I'm already violating when Randall has been a dad longer than I, and he knows how to rein me in because I can just yapping. Yeah, uh, stream of consciousness. I just did it. I'm going to start out with the uh, Denver game. I'm not super freaked on Russ. It's his what sixth game in a brand new offense, brand new personnel. He's lost his arguably his best receiver before the year in Tim Patrick. Javante Williams, done for the year as of the Raider game. I was at that game. It kills him. Um, Four TDs and three picks, but most notably, just like the Raiders, who if they had any semblance of an offensive line, no offense, Chain, but 
six-round pick, Thayer Mumford from Ohio State, uh, is starting for the Raiders at right tackle, and he is one of the worst linemen I've ever seen in my life. Right side of the Raiders line, notoriously bad. But 16 sacks for Russell Wilson. Over 99 yards loss. That's a touchdown. Um, I, it's a long season, and I think they'll get it right. But for now, with no running game, Melvin Gordon averaging three and a half yards per carry. I'm going to go San Diego. I will not call them L.A. Uh, Herbert's getting healthy. They haven't had Keenan Allen. Being said, the Denver secondary is amazing. But Eckler, like you said, Josh Kelly, um, I think they'll grind him out. And games in SoFi, which really isn't a fan advantage, but I will take them. I think Denver uh, is going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, I also agree with Chain on Buffalo, Kansas City. I will take Buffalo. They're the better team. Uh, ironically enough, you know, Diggs is going to do his. What Buffalo did, though, is they went and got and drafted young Tyreek Hill molds. Uh, and I'm not talking about Gabe Davis, who's 6'2", 220 pounds or 210. I'm talking about Isaiah McKenzie and uh, mm-hmm. Khalil Shakur. Uh, McKenzie being 5'8", buck 75 wet, dripping wet. Shakur is a small six. They got speed on the outside. In each game, there's one of these guys that is just going off. Um, moreover, Kansas City was third in the NFL against the run. Josh Jacobs destroyed them. Um, Noah Syndergaard's alive. He's coming in for the Phillies. Um, sorry, just kidding. Thor, as he was once called. Um, Jacobs had 154 yards and uh, almost 40 yards, five catches. Uh by the way, don't ever pay a running back because when they're in a contract year is when they actually show up. So I think Buffalo can gash this team. Uh, the Raiders are stupid. They should have won that game. The penalties and critical times, the late first half, uh, long story short, Buffalo doesn't do that. And I think they're the better team. They're the second-best defense in the NFL to San Francisco against better competition. Uh, they are under 80 yards against the run. I, I think they, they come back, and they're not going to let Travis Kelsey, like if the Raiders just met him, uh, he has his best games ever against the Raiders. The Raiders didn't do anything at linebacker or offensive line, and it showed uh, in the offseason, and Kelsey went nuts. It's like, dude, have you, without Tyreek Hill, you should be able to put another guy on him. It doesn't matter. Buffalo's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I will take the Bills. I am shocked at the spread, but um, – you know, I'm, I'm leaning money line because this could be another 30 to 29 game. Well, and it, the thing is with, with KC, it, Bills are smart enough. They're going to blanket Kelsey. Like, he's going to have trouble back there. Exactly. It, it's going to take Miko Hardman. It's going to take Juju Smith-Schuster, Sky Moore. One of those guys are, are going to have to go off and, and really open up oh. the offense. That's been the problem. Just double team Kelsey. Hey, it, it's it, it's simple logic. <laughs> that's, right? that's like that's like hey, just throw a safety at back around back around Randy Moss. That's okay. That, if if you notice in my comments earlier, that's what happened though. When when they were blitzing and they were rushing, they they were getting to Patrick Mahomes. He was scrambling, and they were in man <laughs> coverage. When you have a linebacker on Travis Kelsey, it's not going to bode well for you. The, the problem I have, the happens. problem I have with Buffalo is Josh Allen's their leading rusher. That's a problem. Yeah. 
All right, guys. They get it when they need it. Is it? We're going to move on. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Are you kidding? You want Josh Allen being your leading rusher? If you do, that's fine, it. but that's crazy. You don't but, want that. It's part of their offense, man, with Montgomery, uh, Moss, and uh, Cook from Georgia. They get it when they need it. They convert third down. Well, no, no, Allen, you, you, you can't have. By getting outside the pocket when he needs it. So, so wait, hold on. So you're saying it's a good thing that he's the best. I'm not saying he's it's the leading rusher. Well, I'm saying it's Buffalo. Well, look at, look, look at Lamar Jackson. He's the leading rusher on the team as well. But, you know, obviously he's faster than Josh Allen, but. When you're yeah. in a scramble and you can, you see well, no, the, the 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 the, the offense is, is designed for that in Buffalo. It's not designed or in Baltimore. It's not designed for that in Buffalo. So there there's some weaknesses there that's getting exposed. That's he's even savvy, better because he's he's running yeah, exactly. the ball. Exactly. No, no, because your running backs are only getting two yards of carry. That's not good. That's not their offense. They're not going to line up. Uh, you know, big two tight end. Even though they have two tight ends, they both can catch the football. Their offense is him, and it's breaking down. It's it's getting outside the pocket. If, if, you, if so you're relying on him to run and be your leading rusher, good luck. They're not. They're relying on him to pass rusher. It's a byproduct. I want to. And, and when everyone drops back, while, he, he takes yeah. off. So while he's I young, do wrap this one up and move on up the road to Knoxville. We got about 25 minutes to discuss. Oh, uh, I'm going to give the vital stats and some latest news coming out, and then we'll go around and we'll give everybody uh, to, to, to express their feelings on the game. Uh, the matchup, first of all, I, I got to say this. I've been doing this for 30 years. I, I, it's been a long time since I can say that the anticipation of a matchup is this, but three versus six in the AP poll, one versus eight in the coaches' poll. Uh, both teams outside of two-star players are fairly healthy. Officially, at this hour, Bryce Young is listed as doubtful. Uh, Cedric Tillman is listed as out. Uh, I think there's still some small play, but I think we all know that Cedric Tillman's probably, probably pointed towards out. Bryce Young, I would say, be a game-time decision. Uh, Tennessee comes into this game with a lot of issues and questions in defense. I, I personally will say I think it's the nature of the way Tennessee plays. But, you know, Tennessee is 254th in football in pass defense. They're giving up over 300 yards a game. 254th? Yeah, I guess this includes uh, – here. three? Go ahead and give you the exact numbers from Score Mobile. 183 in total yards, 254 in, in passing yards, 20th in rushing, 134th in points, and 84 first and third down conversion. It probably includes SBS, Division One. Uh, I. Austin Riley follows one up. I thought lied to me for a second. That game's over. I – First question I have for everyone, what happens to that line once Bryce Young is – if we get word Bryce Young is playing before Saturday or not playing, does that line move? And the second question I'd like everybody – you have freedom to answer whatever you want. 
But I would like for you to address this question too. Is this good for college football? Is this good regionally for college football? I've had a bunch of Alabama fans. Uh, as you know, I do a show in Sylvania, Alabama, outside of Fort Wayne. That's on weekly. And most of the comments down there has been, we would like Tennessee to be good. This this feels good. This We want this to be a big game environment. Um, I, th- I think it's good that both teams feels like it's a big game environment. We'll get a picks after this segment. But, Robbie, I'll open up with you. Whatever other thoughts you've got, but please dress the, the, the Bryce Young situation and the feel of the game at the big game. Yeah, um, and I'll get to the Bryce Young. So, anywhere. Um, yeah, so as Randall, you and I know, we've been going to football games for a uh, long, long time. And for the, fa- for the past decade, um, I've given away more tickets than I've, ha- I've had people use. And so – I've given away Alabama tickets because nobody wanted them unless they Yeah, I have two. I have two. I've, I've given away plenty of them. And I was like – and then now people are calling. I'm like, well, sorry, they're all taken. Um, but, yeah, so Knoxville – like, if you – Raj was there, Randall, you were there. I was there for Florida. This is going to be bigger and it's going to be more insane. Um, probably one of the loudest environments that uh, – I'm expecting to ever be in. Like, it's going to be nuts. Um, what this means, or so, so what the Bryce Young thing means is if Bryce Young announced he's playing, I think it's going to jump back up to 10, 10.5. Um, minus Alabama, obviously. And then I think it'll get bet down a little, but I think it'll settle around that nine point range. Um, if but so but let's think about this. I don't want to take up too much time. But if you're Alabama, if he's not healthy, besides for this streak and this this just wanting to dominate Tennessee, it's better to have him healthy. Even you may win. Even if you do lose, though, your one loss out your star quarterback. You run the West. You get Georgia, Tennessee in the East, and you beat them. If you win that seat, you're in. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. And so, I'm thinking about like, are, are you thinking of this? Like, I don't know if Alabama sees this game as what Tennessee sees this game anymore. It's important, but it's like I'm not risking Bryce Young for the rest of the year to play him Saturday because I could lose this game easily and. My goals are still like that. That train still marches on, and so yeah, the line will move. And then, uh, is this good for college football? One hundred percent, it's good for college football. This is this is a, 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 a this is for people. Well, my parents' generation, Randall, your generation. This was the game. Like this was the game. Tennessee, Alabama, huge stakes. Third Saturday in October, for a whole country before Costco kind of got to what it is now, which ex- ex- expanded the continent. Uh, sorry, the continent, just yeah, the United States, whatever it is. Um, once it ex- expanded that, then um, 
now it's got more widespread. But yeah, Tennessee Alabama was huge, and it's one of those. Even today, we've lost fifteen, sixteen in a row, and still the SEC is like, no, Tennessee Alabama has to play every every year because that's how important it is. Now it's not. It's not probably, but it's not the hatred that Ohio State Michigan has, but it's every bit the historical significance. I follow. I don't. I, I agree with you, and uh, maybe I, not hate you, but obsession with Ohio State Michigan. I, I think it's more a. A a funny ha ha with Tennessee Alabama, where Ohio State and Michigan are just bad feelings, like evil. We hate you feelings. So, and I think Tennessee Alabama is like, oh, we're going to poke you, Junior and Lulu, if we beat you for the sixteenth time. Jay, he's on mute. You're on mute, Jay. I couldn't agree more on the rivalry being good for college football. Like as much as I hate Michigan, I want them to be good because I want, Mm -hmm. I want to come into that game knowing, you know, stress levels high intensity is high and, and you're playing for, you know, bragging rights or, or whatever. And it's very important in college football and it, it's a must see TV situation, kind of like the bills chiefs. I mean, you, you want to watch that game. Like everyone's going to tune into that game. I'm thankful we're on a bye this week. So we, I get to focus on these other games that are, that are high level. Uh, that said, um, I Bama's not the Bama they used to be. And this year, and as of right now, um, we, we've seen them struggle against some teams that, you know, Texas not even ranked, Texas A&M. Apparently have trouble with the oil money going on down there. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't know what, what's happening, uh, but uh, – they, they, they slick they slick up the quick leaps. They can't get good footing. Yeah. It's too it's too slick on those fields. I don't know what it is, but uh, look, Bryce Young is doubtful right now, and I 100% agree with Robbie. This is not a must-win game for Saban and Bama. This is a game they would like to win, but to risk Bryce Young uh, for the rest of the season in you know national championship contention. If he's not ready to go 100%, I don't see them trying to play him uh now is this a game Saban wants to win absolutely you know he he's a competitor he he's going to do everything in his power to win now is he going to risk his player like I said if it's not 100% I doubt that but uh man is this game going to be good and it is a must see tv and Neyland Stadium this at this game right now, at this point in college football, it will be the loudest stadium to yeah. date uh, yeah. this year. It, there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, I wish I could be there with you guys. That that would be one of those games I'd love to just sit back and get my popcorn and uh, and watch because it's uh, it, it's going to be awesome. And I'm I am. Uh, we'll get to the picks here in a minute, but. 
I'm, I already spoiled that earlier, but uh, <laughs> I'm in heavy favor of one team. All right, Roger, I mean, you're always a defender of when games are regional and when games are not regional. This game, with Alabama being involved in it, it's not regional. This becomes playoff-level football. Uh, and, and, Rod, I think Tennessee has a ton to prove in this game. And I, I'll go through some stats here in a minute. But to recruit at the level to maintain that program – they really have got to beat a Georgia or an Alabama this year. Go ahead, Roger. Oh, there's no doubt. Um, you know, I, I can safely call Heupel a quarterback whisperer, by the way. Again, he looks like he works at H&R Block, uh, but he can recruit like no other. He's a leader. Um, him and Hunter Renfro, he looks like he ate Hunter Renfro. <laughs> but uh, he's a leader. He's a talker, and guys follow him. If you um, – Renfro and Josh Hoppel at Hooters at Saturday night at 11 o'clock. Would you be shocked? <laughs> yeah, dude. Not shocked at all. They'd be selling Xerox copiers on the road in like Sheboygan, <laughs> Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, historically, Tennessee is one of, I mean, for this generation, whatever that means, this is not a rivalry. It's a 75 to nothing game. Uh, most places don't watch this game but then again most places don't watch Alabama play anyone aside from Georgia or LSU Um, but historically Tennessee and I've said this before Robbie and I always talk about the parallels between my USC to my Iowa University uh, and and Tennessee and I mean this because when Tennessee comes to town they get a different look they have they take everyone's best shot they're one of those teams where when I first moved to Tennessee I was like so who would you consider your biggest rival and the answers were across the board. Flip side being is most opponents would say Tennessee, which, you know, maybe that's that decade of just dominance, the historical, you know, these, these figures. Um, it is a different game, especially in the South. I think there'll be a hundred, obviously 107,000 in the stadium. There could be up to 50 to hundred grand outside the stadium, like Tiger Stadium. Oh yeah. Which is what I'm saying on mute. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be insane. Being said, Saban's best friend is Bill Belichick. Belichick is notorious for injury report. I think Bryce Young will play. I think they love this ambiguity. I think Josh Heupel is very smart and he's planning a hundred percent on Heupel playing. Um, Milrow was, Okay, you know, four-star cornerback, but first game, and that was a pretty vanilla game plan. And Saban knows who he's got next, and that shows a lot of respect for this Tennessee team. When you're sixth in the country and Bama's third, I don't think you can afford to lose this game. I would call this a must-win in that sense. Um, you know, aren't they both in the same division? No, Tennessee's in the East. No. But, yeah. um, so I guess that's what you guys mean, that they'll win the West – SEC still right. do the divisional crap. Yes. Um, yeah. So, 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 just so if Alabama loses, let's just say Alabama loses Tennessee, they win the West and they beat whoever comes to the East, they're in the playoff. Right. But this game go against LSU at LSU, which will be a night game. I think Tennessee got a huge break in that game. Yeah. And but uh, Alabama at Ole Miss good. after Alabama. That. No, I agree. Yeah. The, the Ole Miss healthy. is the Ole Miss, Ole Miss is game is the only game. one. Yeah. Yeah. Old Miss is the only one that could trip them up outside of Tennessee, in my opinion. 
if Bryce Young is healthy, I don't think they lose to anyone when they play Alabama football. Roz, you do make a good point, though, because unlike for our betting friends out there, if they don't know, to the NFL has to disclose injury reports for gambling reasons. In NCAA coaches do not. So they can say injured, 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 right before the game they're playing. And so they don't have the same injury requirements as the NFL does. A little nuance. But yeah. the, there's a huge difference, and, and I'm going to talk about this in just a second. Even Bryce Young playing – what level of Bryce Young is it? Can, I don't care. Can Bryce Young 60% beat Tennessee? Does yeah. 70% beat Tennessee? There's a level of I expect Bryce Young to play needs to be at a percentage um, greater than just being able to. If this was three years ago, Bryce Young could play hand the football off, and throw it five times and win the game by 40. So, the, well, the, 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 so I disagree. The diff- oh, go ahead, no, whoever was. So, no, oh. no, no. So, the, the difference with an experienced quarterback, so say you take Bryce Young. So, so Tennessee's obviously, they're going to go fast. They're going to say, where the defense at? Where the defense at? On the flip side, you got an experienced quarterback, take the ball, um, hey, our defense needs to rest, or they don't need to rest. How, if they score in 20 seconds, they may not need to rest. If they score in 60 seconds and they're back on the field, a quarterback that can control the field and say, here's an eight-yard pass, here's a five-yard pass, seven-yard. So dink and dunk all the way down and still score but give your defense rest, that's huge as opposed to a freshman who's going to make a mistake. or you go Because with these offenses that go so fast, if you go three and out twice in a row, game's over. That they're marching down the field on you, and you you can't catch up. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. I, I agree, and I think if Bryce Young plays, Alabama wins. If he doesn't, Tennessee wins. I really believe it is as simple as that. Um, if it's my turn, I, I know I'm not an expert like you guys, but I'm torn. So, Randall, I have NCAA stats as Tennessee 87th total defense. They're actually very good against the run. I think, like, top 25 or something like that. They're 120, I wrote it down, eighth against the pass. And they haven't exactly played, like, crazy passing defense or offenses. Uh, I mean, Emory Jones looks sensational. Bryce Young is the most effective, efficient quarterback in the country. He won the Heisman for a reason. Um now, Tennessee being decent against the run, uh, who leads NCAAs in running the football, Jamar Show Gibbs, in, in terms of Jameer Gibbs, rather. No, it's not over, no. Allison. Allison, no. No. Uh, Allison, Robbie's wife, it was over. It's not Eight over. Ross is yelling at you. Huh? It's not, I'm not She's got – you got to go do something. Take out the trash. 8.3 yards per carry for Gibbs. Um, Alabama rushing offense third in the country. They don't run it that much, and they're third behind like triple option, uh, Air Force and Army. Long story short, again, I believe they went vanilla last week. They were going to win the game no matter what. If Bryce Young plays, they beat Tennessee, in my opinion. Being said, what we lament about Tennessee's defense, 87th in the NCAA.com stats, 
They are the epitome, just like my Trojans of Bamba Don't Break. They're top 25 in sacks. They're top 25 in red zone defense. I think uh, I actually wrote it down because I was shocked by that stat. Um, doesn't matter. They're really good at it. Third down defense. They're 33rd. So they're sixth in red zone defense. They are Ben, but don't break. But with Bryce Young and Bama, that doesn't matter. So, and, and also, uh, you know, Bama's 18th in total sacks. The Tennessee line is good, but not good enough. There's a lot of uh, Hendon Hooker there, who, by the way, is my Heisman pick at this point. He's the number one quarterback in the country, in my opinion. He's gone from undrafted to about a third or second rounder. And a lot of that's hypo. A lot of that's him, obviously. Don't want to discredit the young man. Uh, third in QBR. But anyways, overall, I'm, we'll go Bama. They're both are good. Four and one against the spread. Uh, well, Bama's four and two, but I don't count Texas A&M with Milrone and their game plan. It is going to be insane there. So if Bryce Young plays, they don't turn the ball over. If he doesn't play, they turn the ball over. And in that environment, which will be the loudest stadium probably on record, um, the acoustics and the architecture isn't conducive to that, like Tiger Stadium. But I was there for that Florida game, and I've been to other UT games, and that was – I've probably been to a 1,000 football games in my life. Not really. That was the loudest stadium I've ever been to. So this game's going to be – but same token, you take the crowd out early, which Bama can do, and and they'll quiet the crowd. So efficiency, turnovers – Running the ball, passing the ball, balance. Bryce Young plays. I'll take Alabama. Well, yeah, and, and, and half a point, and we don't even know who's playing. And, and obviously, Heifel has tons of job security, and like there's no. But you still, you're still in this moment, and so how does he handle it? And like that's that's what you've seen, like Kiffin, and a lot of like like Kirby Smarters early years, like people freak out because Saban's on the other side. So just stay focused on what you want to do and what your motive is. And like, don't freak out because Saban's on the other side because he is beatable, but you just have to play your game. I mean, he's not, he's, not, he's not very beatable, not very beatable, but he, like, there is a slight chance you, you can win. Yeah. So Heifel's been there, though, and I hate to be that guy. He played the game, but he did and the oh, highest yeah. level, and he doesn't look phased. Now, maybe he's thinking about cheeseburgers. I don't know, but his face reaction never changes. Hey, hey, he, hey, I he's, think a, he's young, a born he's leader. He's a young Andy Reid. All right, he really is, and he's going to go to OU. I hate to say it. That was No, he's not. No, he's not. I think he will. I think he'll go back. I, I've got another quick little thing, Randall, before you wrap I'm this done. up here. I'm just uh, scouting out So, numbers. first off, Obviously, this is you know Tennessee's getting getting some respect here. We we all said we didn't think College Game Day was going to come back. They're going to be back there. Uh, that that's a big deal. National respect for Tennessee in this game. And SEC what they, Nation. Yeah, and SEC Nation, which I could give two craps about. Yeah, what is that? that? But but uh, no, ESPN's flying their whole fleet to Knoxville. Yeah, well, uh, like I'm saying, they're they're getting national respect here, but. Here's the thing. Like you said, to your point, Robbie, these kids cannot play outside themselves. And I think Heupel is going to be smart enough to teach that. And look, they run a fast paced offense, but it's, it's surprisingly balanced. You know, they, they do a lot of run. You would think with a high paced offense like that, um, you would throw the ball quite a bit more than you do run it. And, and they're, they're surprisingly balanced. 
Uh, I'm not gonna I, run against Bama though. You know, probably not. But that's the thing is, you got Hooker in the back, and Hooker can make the plays when he needs to make them. And I mean, he's been sensational this year. And Josh Allen esque college. Yeah, yeah well, he's, well, he's well, good. Will, and, Will Anderson's the key to play. That guy's a freak. Yeah, look, I, I just disappeared in that one game. I don't care if Bryce Young plays or not. Um, this team is beatable this year, and if this is the stage to do it on, if they're going to get beat, this is the this is the time they lose. Uh, and that is my pick. I'll take the Vols money line. They're going to win this game. So with me, Bryce Young, let me with get, or without, I wonder if those guys will agree with that. Let me give you some historical. Let me let me call it relevant history about this rivalry. There's always a clear breaking point. In 2007, Saban beats Philip Fulmer and really launches the Nick Saban era. In 1993, Philip Fulmer beats um, the defending national champions and launches the Fulmer era. 1994, excuse me. 1982, Johnny Majors beats Bear Bryant and launches the Johnny Majors era. In 1960, uh, Bear Bryant beats Bob Nealon and launches the Bear Bryant era. There are always these games in this series has some defining moment to it. And this is one of those defining moments. I think if Tennessee loses, it sets the program back a little bit. If they no. lose – if they play well, they can recruit well. If you let in front of Carnell Tate, a five-star quarterback that's in town, a five-star lineman, you are laying an egg in front of your future. So it's imperative that Tennessee plays well. Let so, me ask Randall, you guys this. Real, I agree with Rob. Real quick. Bama's Bama. Do you think the Vols – Especially you, Raj, because you're not biased. Do you think the Vols are a better team than Texas? I think they're very similar. Texas, similar, very similar, different very opponents. Better. Okay, so if Quinn Ewers didn't go out that game, Texas wins that game, in my opinion. Yeah, probably that game's over. They, but that's different, they beat them deep all day. Stakes are different. Stakes are different. No, but I'm like, saying Bryce Young was there. Also, do you think Tennessee is a better team than Texas A&M? I think I'm about to address that. Big I, time. Again, Bama didn't do anything. That's what I'm saying. Right. Wait, they oh, are, Randall, let me, they Randall, let me they ask. They're beatable. The only thing Tennessee's different You got to mute us all, Randall. Teams, all right, let me Because they don't have the oil money. I think Tennessee's first 40 is as good as Alabama's first 40. Tennessee has got to have good things happen early for them to win this football game. If it comes down to depth and special teams and all that things that go with football, Alabama's a better team. Alabama is still deeper than Tennessee. Alabama is still uh, got five stars sitting behind five stars where Tennessee doesn't. But, Brandon, to your point, I think Tennessee's first 11 on both sides of the football are better than Alabama's first 11 off both sides of the football. Hell, I just bought an oil refinery trying to get some victories. <laughs> I think Tennessee, I think <laughs> the bet of the year 
the bet the my bet your nuts. Wait, hold on. Oh yeah, we got to do that, right? Bet your nuts. Wait, random, random, random. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Forget. All right. So if Tennessee wins, are you a fan of storming the field or not? Oh, my fat ass is going to the field. Hundred percent. What? Dude, when we beat Michigan, come on, dude. Uh, There's a 25 and under rule for that. 55 year old ass is storming the field. Well, you uh, and but, then, like, uh, okay, okay. Can, the, the, the counter argument is we're Tennessee, we should expect to beat them. Like, no, is that no. just out the window? We you do not expect to beat them. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's not 1998. <laughs> no, it is different, though. This year's the first year it's different. I've it is. been around the with first years, year. Like, thought they had a chance. This, this year, is, with the well, number Tennessee one fans, in America. No offense, guys. Tennessee fans every year think they have a chance until like every game two. Year. And then it's like, <laughs> fire the coach, fire the AD. Right. Like, every <laughs> same Set thing. it on fire. This is right, they're going to go nine and go. three worst, and then they end up three and nine. Well, I am. I'm finishing now. I'm on mute you. All right. Okay. Okay, go ahead. The bet of the year is over the first half total because fireworks will fire early. Bands will play. Tennessee's defense is built to turn the football over. All those stats mean nothing. It's built to sack the players, turn somebody's over. Early on, both both bands are going to play. I would not be shocked to see this be 28 to 31 at halftime. Not even close. Mm. So. I think that's it. Now, now I got to point out, Robbie, your prediction. Whoa! If it's twenty-one to twenty-eight to thirty-one at halftime, we are screwed. That yeah. means they are scoring with us. That's a bad sight. Um, that's right. That's right. My my uh, prediction for the game on Saturday, or my bet your nuts. No, go go with the game, and then we'll do our bet your nuts. <sighs> I don't know if I can do it because I can't wrap my head around it. You have to. You have to. I know it's hard, dude. When I picked it's, USC in Utah, I didn't feel it, right. I can. It's that. gonna be. It's gonna be forty-two, forty-one, Alabama. All right, same. Completely disagree. This is. I think it's going to be a little lower scoring than that. I'm I'm saying 34-38. All right, Ooh. Rob. The Vols. What what do you got? Oh, he said Vols. Brand, I've got Brand. two scores. Sorry, Brandon picked the Vols 38-34. If Bryce Young play, I'm going I've been debating about this. I'm going 39-33 Alabama with Tennessee with typical heart ripping out, having a chance, and then yeah, somebody yeah, fumbling. Yeah. Not that's, that's what I'm picturing. Pick, he doesn't yeah. do that. I think he throws the ball downfield and somebody other than Brew and Tillman, somebody accidentally fumbles trying to get an extra yard when they need to go down. Yeah. If All Bryce you have to Young do... doesn't play. Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, I was interjecting no, there. No. All you have to do is wrap up Bryce Young. Obviously, we saw that in the Texas matchup. If you just tackle the guy at the end of the game, 
maybe you have a chance there. Texas Texas should have won that game if Quinn didn't go out. So I'm still biased about that. They should have been smacked in the face. Again, I'm gonna, right. dude, game two at Texas. Randall, go ahead. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna, I know it's crazy, but I don't think Bryce Young plays. I, I, I what I, I wouldn't play him. He's doubtful right now. So I don't. I, I think he. I don't plays. think he does. I think he does. This is we'll a big see. game, dude. In the sense that, like, Bama also. Like, I don't want to be. They don't have dramatic. to win this game, though. No, they, they don't. Do. What if they lose LSU and Alabama back to back? They're not going to lose to LSU. Well, if Bryce yeah. LSU's play, garbage. If that's a night nice game, terrible. that's different. I agree. But Tennessee back and Georgia are the best and, two teams in the East. Milrow is not that great. And um, the SEC Network, ESPN happens to schedule Alabama and they're. Time there'll be a noon game at LSU too. They happen to exactly. give them some favor. This is Randall's worst nightmares. That's just babbling. Um, yeah. pick it. Sorry, I'm going. So I said 39 33 with Bryce Young. Without Bryce topic. Young, oh, crap. Uh, sorry, another hit. Without Bryce Young, I'm going 33 20 Tennessee because I don't think they can score with them. It, it, it's going to be fun. Um, let's do our normal stuff. Let's get around to bet your nuts. I've already gave my bet your nuts, and I don't. I can't find the number. My my phone's not working. But give me over halftime Tennessee Alabama, whatever the total is. Over halftime Tennessee Alabama is my first bet. half. Anybody got a number It'll on that? Probably three and a half, I assume, just math wise. Oh, he said over though. What do you think the number total is? Over over the oh. total. Points, yes. half. Yeah. yeah, that's what you're looking half. at. Give me a second. You go ahead, Robbie. I'll, I'll according to Randall, that's like sixty. Uh, that would definitely hit the over. It's like ninety-seven in the first half. I don't know. So <laughs> my my bet you're not. And if anyone wants to Venmo me money, I'll match them and I'll Venmo them back. Um, I will take. I'll match any bet you want. Um. Tennessee plus seven, it's going to cover, man. I I know everything's going against us. We may not win, but Josh Hoff is going to put some points on the board, and uh, it will be close. Jane, did you get that halftime? Uh, I'm working on it right now. All, All right, right, go ahead and go to Raj real quick. I realize my score against Tennessee Bama is contradictory to – what I'm about to say, because if Bryce Young plays, I think they cover. So let me amend it to like 43-35. How about that? That's eight. Um, unless it goes up to not, whatever. And we throw the football um, through and he steps out. Do you have an old man calculator over there? Dude, whatever it was, it used to be in my brain. And whatever's still there is not a calculator. That's for damn sure. I this is a horrible pick because I hate this game. Nobody's gonna watch it. Colorado is the worst team I've ever seen in Power Five right now. They uh, fired Darrell. It Cal is, is four. Sorry, go ahead. Bad. Colorado is bad. Yeah, and Cal's fourteen and a half. And now they haven't looked great the last few weeks, but they have a lot of speed, and especially Jade Knott, the freshman. They have two good backs, Damian Lewis, the other. I think Cal wins by 30. Um, I also personally always pick against Miami. <laughs> They're seven-point favorites at Virginia Tech. They could be 
seven point favorites at Tennessee Tech, and I'd take Tennessee Tech. The Padres score. They did? Score. Yeah. I'm behind. All right. So your uh, first half bet, Randall, is over under 33. Uh, uh, Easy cover. Easy cover on you. The spread is four and a half Bama on the first half. Um, I'm not going to play a spread. I'm just going to play. Yeah, over under 33. Yes, sir. Randall, Trey Turner, double play. (laughs) That's how they scored. Yeah. I I think Josh Tackle has this. All right, so bet your nuts. I've got two for you. So you can bet them separate, which I would recommend for sure. And then also sprinkle a little on a Hey, nuts here. come in a pair. Exactly. Uh, so I'm taking Chargers minus four and a half all day long. Oh, the I Broncos, the Broncos look awful right now and russell wilson is like i said is not even in the building half the time uh he's he's falling off a cliff uh love chargers four and a half also love oh a bunch i don't see that plus seven suicide bunt. Go ahead, suicide bunt. yeah no Vols plus seven cost them this game chargers minus four and a half balls plus seven Bet them individually, but sprinkle are you a giving us a, a are you giving us a sixteen parlay? I've given you two team parlay. Sprinkle oh, a little you, on the parlay. You've just been talking for so long. I thought it was six teams. <laughs> well, up. you guys keep talking about the damn game. I can't get a word in. Suicide uh, got him out two apps. That's a big momentous So let's start with our la- our final words for the night. Anybody want? Maybe to- maybe when Randall gets us some money, we can have like a little, little big board, like Bear on game day. We can start having our parlays up there and start putting little sprinkles on there. I'm waiting on them. Randall, hey, Portnoy, I'm waiting on them. Randall, when when are we when are we these these funds for our home studios? Uh, we're soon. Soon as Dave Portnoy finds us. All right, Robbie, wrap us up on final words. Oh, um, final words are, uh, yeah, one more day of work tomorrow, then head to Knoxville Friday morning. Um, going to jog around campus. I'm going to look forward to um, the vibe. Everything's going to be nuts. And then uh, game game day at C Nation. Um, it's weird to see Knoxville back in the center of uh, Costwell Universe. I've I've been there obviously many times recently for big basketball games, and uh, Raj and I have. Um, this is the first time for a football. I mean, not the first time, but four games, but but it's good to see it back for football because it's always been basketball the last decade or so. Um, sad Fort Fort Sanders Yacht Club closed, so Raj and I have to figure out a new way to get uh Capri Suns infused with, with vodka, but we will and fentanyl. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, it's it, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be up there early Friday morning, and then um, yeah, it's gonna be a great atmosphere all weekend. Go to some three thirty start because you guys would be dead if it was an eight o'clock start. All the yes, oh yeah, wasted. 
So well, well, you know, what? I hate these e tickets. So last weekend, Alice had to get me the game. Some because I'm like, I was like, what did what did Jeff send me? And then I was like, it, it's all nonsense. Uh, it slows the line down so much because people are let, drunk and stupid. Let me let me say my point. I'm going to be brief. I've been a season ticket holder since around 1990, and I've saw greatness in Neyland Stadium. I saw. I probably saw every game that Peyton Manning played in a Tennessee uniform. Every single game on my road. I saw Jamal Lewis. I saw uh, Reggie White play in Neyland Stadium. And it's been frustrating because I feel like for the last decade, and everybody says 15 years, whatever, but it really was as it – when Lane Kiffin was there, I still felt like we are part of college football. Derek did feel like slowly it fell off. And then Butch Jones, it was just horrible. And Jeremy Pruitt, it got to be, I gave money to buy football tickets, not to be part of the college football world. It, yeah. I never felt like we were part of the big game. I'm, I enjoyed going to UTC more than I did to UT because I felt like I was just going up there to lose. Yeah. And and I, I agree with it. Randall, let me just you made a point without making a point. I just want to touch on something that pa- Paul Feinbaum said today that is not gonna happen. Uh Paul Feinbaum was talking about Heifel to OU. Um that's not gonna happen because Heifel watched Lane Kiffin move to what he thought he was his dream school and then it fell apart, and Lane Kiffin would literally walk to Knoxville again to come back here. And so uh, Lane Kiffin's in a great spot now. USC is a great program. But you don't leave a great spot to hope to achieve greatness somewhere else. The expectations are equally as high, and you haven't built any credibility. And that's what Lane Kiffin failed at, and that's what Sark failed at. I agree with you. No, it, well, Tennessee's a, a top, probably at least ten, maybe five destination. Back to ten, they were like fifty for a while. But Kiffin had history at USC. Come on, but he did. But no, 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 no. I'm not saying Kiffin was wrong. I'm saying Kiffin left what he perceived as his dream job from a secure job and when you go to a new job it's not it's secure if you're not great immediately you're gonna get fired on a tarmac it pains me to say this but urban meyer did it and did pretty good it it yeah no urban meyer is one of the great in my my second greatest coach of all time in college Uh, let me me finish it up then i'll come over such a it got money to the yeah Tennessee He's not a good human being. Because I love him coach. It, it wasn't football. It got to be where it wasn't about even going there. And then tonight I'm sitting here and I'm watching Freddie Freeman. And this is really bringing it out. I'm watching Freddie Freeman in a Dodgers uniform. And every time he stands to the plate, my heart is like, get a hit, Freddie. I still, sports is the one thing you can love so much it breaks your heart. He went yak. So yeah. only hit the postseason. Love sports. And I've come to understand that now that we're back a little bit, 
and it's fun, and the Braves are in the playoffs. I've been blessed in my sports journey. I've been really lucky to root for some teams that were pretty good. Uh, my Atlanta Falcons, we can talk about another time, but I've had good teams to root for, and I, I'm really excited about Saturday. I am super excited about Saturday. And I'm thankful. I would leave, Brandon, to your point. I got where for a 3.30 kickoff, and we live about two hours from Knoxville. I would leave at 12.30, and I'd leave the stadium at 5 o'clock. You know? Uh, I'm, yep. 6 a.m. breakfast burritos, bro. Yeah, I'm leaving. Okay. I'm leaving at 7 o'clock Saturday morning for a 3.30 kickoff. Yep. Excitement. All right, Rob, go ahead, buddy. Uh, so three quick things, two of which I played off Randall. Number one, Atlanta is in the right direction, um, you know, going in the right direction, in my opinion. They've done well in the secondary, but people knocked Drake London. And I think that's been a sensational pick. Uh, Drake maybe, London has been fantastic. Dude, they, and now they're talking about making Kyle Pitts expendable because think about what you can get for him. And not a tight end heavy offense, but then again, when Mariota's your quarterback, tight end doesn't matter as much. Number two, the Dodgers tonight ruined my mojo because we won the game last night on bullpen and our three best hitters, Fred, who is a Dodger god now in L.A., um, once the most feared man (laughs) in L.A., uh, Betts and Justin Turner were 0 for 10. And uh, that's what the playoffs are about, like Philly. Bottom of the order, San Diego first round, bottom of the order. It, it's a restart. And playoff baseball is like college football in the sense you can't. The only predictable thing is that it's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, actually, I'm going to go four. A lot of people ask me about UT passing USC and in the polls. Well, USC did beat a team that should be ranked in Washington State, 30 to 14. UT beat a team that shouldn't be ranked in LSU. That being said, one, that's Tiger Stadium. You play there anytime on the road and you do what they did, you deserve to be ranked really high. Two, the polls are stupid. They don't matter. It's October. Yeah, it, they don't face it's so numbers. relevant. We're not going to get there. I mean, dude, Pac-12, I mean, we're the Pac-12 for now. SC, 39 new players. They will be in the playoffs soon, but not this year. Um, and finally, on that point, Tennessee plays Alabama. If they win, they're going to be ranked really high. If they lose, yeah. they'll drop some. It doesn't matter. Um, finally, I'm going to give you guys credit. In Knoxville and living in this area, there's always one big game where we're going to be back. Everything's going to switch. Uh, this is finally that game. But the recruiting stakes are not high for Tennessee, in my opinion, because Bama's Bama, and Nobody loses people because you lose to Bama because if that were the case, then nobody would ever have a recruit. Um, I think Tennessee's going to keep it close, and that's going to get more kids to Tennessee because Heifel's going to be – They all, coaches always say, you coming here will help us get past that hump. We'll put – you know, we'll, we'll, we'll bury the champ. Bury? Bury the champ. Um, I think it's a bigger deal for Alabama with a 78,000-year-old Saban – I think he was born the same year Randall was. And uh, he is, one you know, me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's going to signify kind of a changing of the guard. I don't mean to be that dramatic, but Bama's got more to lose in Tennessee. And um, I think everything's pointing Knoxville, no matter what. 
win or lose, I think it'll be close if they lose. If they win, it's because uh, homeboy is not playing. Homeboy being Bryce Young. Uh, over his head. That's good. We need to tie it up. Will Smith, you're so slow. Sorry. Man on first. Now first and third. I thought Muncie went yard, but it was just a long single. Um, four to three San Diego. But I, I think this is a win-win for Tennessee either way. I know it's hard for Tennessee fans to understand that, you, you know, that there's always this big, big game. And this is the biggest game. And I can remember it, Tennessee, even more than like the Peyton Manning's Florida games. This is it. But conversely, it's not going to affect them. I think they're in such a great position that they're going to be fine either way. Whereas Bama has, dare I say, more to lose. I mean, they've been a dynasty for 28 years, but this could be a big changing of the guard because that is a great football program with facilities in Tennessee. You know, you got kids choosing between the same university, a bigger fan base, better stadium, a lot more to lose for Alabama. Never thought I'd say that. All right, Brandon. Last time I said you were going last, but Brandon. Yeah, so big game this weekend, UT, Bama for sure. I'm going to be glued to the TV watching this one. Um, You know, I've been friends with a lot of UT fans, or I am friends with a lot of UT fans that – Every year it's been, oh, this year's different. This this year's actually different. <laughs> yeah. Same, identical thought. You know what I'm saying? Like, this year's actually different. Like, I you don't just even go tell by them. The, I go by the eye. I know. It, it pains me to tell them that. Exactly, um, dude. But I go by the eye test. And this team's pretty damn good. Um, and and Hooker's pretty damn good. And I'm I'm a fan not of the Vols, but just of, of their program, what they're doing. And if they're going to beat Bama, this is the year. Because Bama's on an off year, according to their standards. And Tennessee is on the up and up. And this is the prime stage for that situation to happen. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it matters to bet, like, yeah, of course, Saban wants to win this game. This is obviously, um, you know, in, in the back of his mind. But does he have to win the game and still get to the national championship? No, he doesn't. Does Tennessee? Yeah, they do. Tennessee has to win this game. Life wait, is wait, suck wait, for you wait, and I. wait, wait, wait. Tennessee's days are brighter in this in in the future. It's like USC. No, yeah. but it they're going to be there. But yeah, you it's know, even suck if for you and I, dude, these guys. Even if Tennessee, even holistic. if Tennessee loses by like you know three points or you know something close, it's still like you said a win, a huge win for Tennessee. Long term, uh, yes. Absolutely, um, recruits out of the wazoo here after that, uh, but. I, I really liked Tennessee in this game. Like I said, that was my bet you're nuts. I'd take the points all day, plus seven in Neyland. Uh This is going to be electric. And, <sighs> man, I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. This is, this is the number one game that I will sit there and uh, I'll, 
I'll pull out a bottle of bourbon and I'll be watching this game. If Me we too. win, we if we Utah. win, <laughs> if we win, the goalposts will end up in the river. I promise you that. Are you going to rush the field? Even no, I, 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 I am not. I will yes, not. Legal uh, responsibilities. Yes, I will watch from afar. Hey, you're gonna, you're gonna be passing out your card, being like, "Hey, I can get yeah, yeah, because I'm right. I can get you out of jail." Yeah. Yeah. Get you out of jail. <laughs> Those upper deck folks, they don't rush the field. They're a little piece. I'm down with the white trash people. Most of them are chubby, dude. They'll jump and bounce. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll jump it. It's a great football weekend, and uh, uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I kind of, I want to watch Penn State, Michigan, really bad. I, I'm thinking I'll probably see. Um, a little of that highlight at my tailgate, so. I know, but if you could wish on two teams to lose more, I wish both of them could absolutely lose because it's going to be. Agreed. Did Randall give us his pick? They're the two worst coaches. Yeah, Randall, what is your pick? Yeah, with Bryce Young, without Bryce Young. Uh, I I think Alabama wins with a healthy Bryce Young. I think if Jalen – I think uh, we don't – I think there's a real good shot chance that if Bryce Young doesn't play, we see the Westview Tennessee kid um, Simpson, Ty Simpson, playing in this game because I don't think Alabama can beat Tennessee with Milrow. I don't think he can be enough down the field to beat Tennessee. The one way Milrow, Bryce Young, that they could beat Tennessee and they don't have to pitcher is to play Ty Simpson. My 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 only concern is. We have not shown we, – we've never faced anyone like Will Anderson. And so, we've got to chop block him in every situ- every play. Chop block and to get him away from Hannon Hooker. He was absent in the Texas game. One play, which wasn't Will Anderson one-on-one abusing people. Oh, God, is that a double play? Get that son of a bitch. All right, for Randall Cunningham, I'm going to finish the Dodgers' bench. Dude, I'm strangely looking for rooting for the Dodgers. I want the Braves and Dodgers so bad again that I can't. Stand I do. I want to see that again for sure. Oh We're no, I'm going healthy. for San Diego. Hey, if if if, if it's San Diego, Atlanta, y'all can come stay at my house in San Diego. Um, we had first and third, no outs, and didn't Bobby, get a run. I'll just fly up for that but, as well. Yeah. For Raj, frustrated. We can make fun of Raj. We we, we have some Atlanta and Padres that adds on. And for the great Brandon Chain, before we go two hours, I'm going to wish you good night and God bless. Hey,